see my computer is running so much faster now. I don't know why. It's I don't know anything anymore. I, I can I've barely got, get through I've my got, day. I've got upgrades for them coming down the pipe. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you say that. You buy me dinner. Get, give me some upgrades. Um, <laughs> 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 sorry. Uh, welcome to the Nerd Truck Podcast. Thank you for joining us today. We will be talking about Errand of Mercy, um, original series. Um, this originally aired on March twenty third, nineteen sixty-seven. So this was episode twenty-six. We're in twenty-six. Yes. God, mm-hmm. how do I forget the number? Like when we're talking about these. Um, so this is the first appearance of the Klingons. Um, so kind of a big one. You know, obviously the Klingons are pretty uh, standard in the Trek universe. I mean, you got you know Worf and the Klingon Civil War, and then obviously in Discovery is a lot of Klingons. So First appearance of the Klingons. Um, we'll get into that because it's a lot, kind of a also a plot-heavy movie, and kind of this is also referred to, I think, from some people as kind of the Vietnam movie or uh, the Vietnam episode because it's it has some very similar to kind of how Vietnam was run. Like you've got two powers coming to it, and like no, take our side, no, take our side, and like battling over this neutral ground. Hmm. Does that make sense? Anyways. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's kind of that. So some so, uh, social issues. We'll talk about some of the Klingon stuff and the character core and kind of the Klingons in general. But um, I think this is dropping the day after Christmas. So thank you for listening to our ho- to our holiday special. If you listen yep. to that, um, <laughs> I will. Dave was excited to do that. I was pretty drinky drinky during yeah. that just to get through it. Cause the, so I'll just say it now the star Wars holiday special is the no. weirdest piece of shit I've, I've ever seen. Is that a cat? Please be a cat. Um, <laughs> um, so that's what we did for our, our holiday special. It was interesting. I enjoyed the animated part of it, and then the rest was just super weird. Do you guys have anything to say about the holiday episode? <laughs> um, uh. <laughs> okay, so Jeff, Jeff decided to do this, and he approached it with me. And he's like, I think this would be fun. And I was like, have you ever seen the Star Wars Holiday Special? And he's like, no. And Phil's like, no, but we want to. I'm like, okay, just remember you signed up for this. There's a reason why it's never been rebroadcast. Yeah, I thought it would be fun. I didn't know what I... No, it was it was interesting to see it as kind of this... It's this weird, like, nerd Easter egg that no one... like That people talk about, but no one's, like, ever seen it. Even though people have seen it, obviously. Clearly, but because it's it was... pirated on YouTube. So Yeah, but it was fun to do. I have to admit the timing was good too, because around the time we watched it and then did that episode was Mandalorian came out like shortly around that time. Yeah. Yeah. So we, we did record it a, a, a few weeks ago. Yeah. Yeah. There was some so, cross references between that and the Mandalorian. So I was like, ah. yeah. so happy life day, everyone. Happy life day. <laughs> so thank you for joining us for that. Um, let's get into this one. So, um, Errand of Mercy, like I said, so th- this is a Gene L. Kuhn one as well. Um, I think he just did the last one. Um, mm-hmm. God, I'm forgetting titles from, like, we just talked about this. Um, from The Devil in the Dark, uh, Gene L. Kuhn did that one. He did this one as well. Uh, Phil, what are your thoughts on Errand of Mercy? Um, well, we get the Klingons. Um, well, Klingon Light, or as I call them. But, yeah, it, we'll get into that. Yeah. <laughs> But all right, they have the killer like eyebrows and the great goatees going, so that's awesome. Um, yeah, I, I, it's one of those kind of landmark episodes. It's the beginning of the Klingons who will play a pivotal role in a lot of movies and 
uh, more episodes to come. So, yeah, I, it was a decent episode. Um, didn't really care for um, for Elborn uh, and and them. Yeah, uh, being non corporeal and stuff. But that was an unexpected twist. But yeah, yeah other, overall, pretty decent episode. Okay. Um, I noticed though we didn't have um, oh, uh, we don't have McCoy and we don't have Scott in this episode. Uh, I think you're right. It's mostly Kirk and Spock on the planet. We get some of the ship before that. Yeah, it's a little mostly bit of the Kirk ship with, with Sulu, and it's about yeah. So yeah, kind of weird to have like this big thing going on and not not have two of the main characters be there. Well, but. they did that too. I think in Devil in the Dark they didn't have. I don't think Sulu was on that one. Yeah, yeah, they're cutting. It's just probably to save money. They don't want to just. Yeah, I'm I'm sure it's a contractual thing too. They only have so many episodes to appear in. So. Yeah, Hmm. I mean, because all 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 you need really for most episodes is either Kirk, Spock, and maybe McCoy, but it's mostly Kirk and Spock. Mostly Kirk and Spock. So yeah, other than that, a pretty decent episode. Okay, Dave. Uh, So I love the Klingons as a race. Um, but yes, I did not like Klingon light. Um, small, <laughs> I always kind of imagined too, that whoever came up with the name was doing their laundry one day and looked at like a dryer sheet of some kind and was like, Klingon, I'll make Klingons. It's actually um, named after someone. His oh, last is. name was like a very, it was like, it was like C-L-I-N-G-E-N. It was Klingon or Klingon. So it was like a variation of his name, but it was actually someone's name. Oh. Uh, I never yeah. would have guessed that in a million years, that poor guy. Yeah, but, his his name is um, Wilbur Klingon. He served with Gene Roddenberry at, when he was uh, worked for the LAPD. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it was named yeah. after somebody Gene Roddenberry knew. So, there yes. And then it just, I don't know, like, it's just, they feel like the Huns in space in this one. Like, I kind of get the whole warfare, yeah. like, culture and stuff like that. But just, I, I definitely like it better once they define them a little better. They give them kind of the ridges on the forehead to define them as a race and make them seem a little more alien. Um, but, yeah, they just like sloped eyebrows in Star Trek. Like, everybody has sloped eyebrows. <laughs> that's how you tell if it's an alien or like, not. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, and that's a budget um, thing. So, Mostly yeah. that's a budget thing. Eyebrows um, are easy prosthetics, not so much. Yeah, exactly. But then, so we just uh, like I I I liked the episode up until I found out that the excuse for it was oh it's another bullshit race we just don't understand and it's kind of all powerful and blah 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 blah. I'm like, yeah, like it's have, kind of a cop out. At this point, even just 25, 26 episodes in, I want them to have like a beat down all out brawl between all the godlike, mysterious races that have like appeared in. in well, this. dude, that's what that comic book I was just talking about—the uh, Q conflict. It's it's a conflict between Q, Trelane, the Organians, and the Metrons from um, Arena. So it's 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 all them battling. So it's in comic book form. They don't really battle, but anyways. Well, but um, yeah, they, they pick they pick people from different series, right, and pluck them out and have them like do battle. Yeah, yeah the, there's a, that's in all kinds of comic book stuff, and I think like I told you, War World or Murder World or whatever. There's all kinds of things where people pull that. I mean, just even Ragnarok, the Grandmaster, is that kind of a thing where it's like yeah, exactly make these things fight. Uh, but 
So anyways, I did like the episode, but there were those things that just kind of bugged me, like I, I that cop-out at the end, and the way the Klingons are, and I don't know. Well, okay, so let's let's do this. Um, so I, I enjoyed this episode. Um, it's a good one. It is kind of, like Phil said, that kind of landmark introduction of, of the Klingons. And I think the Klingons definitely become more of kind of the bad guys through original series, through the movies, and then obviously more allies into TNG because we have Worf and all that. Um, but they're definitely kind of the bigger, I think, other race, even though the Romulans are introduced first, we the Klingons kind of take over. Um, obviously, and then, then, you know, uh, trials and tribulations, they're in there as well. Um, so let, actually, let's just talk about the Klingon thing. So in the original series, it's essentially people with like uh, – uh, a brown face and they have weird eyebrows and kind of like an, um, again, it's, it's an old school, uh, stereotypical Asian goatee kind of a yeah, thing. It's a very Genghis the Khan kind of feel to yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I think even when I, I, um, I was reading on this and they said, Oh, they were kind of going for that, uh, quote unquote Oriental look, which is, again, it's, a, it's just, it's Totally basically people stereotypical. Like, yeah. Oh Yeah. It's it's a horrible brown Let's face, black face, stereotypical thing. The Huns. Um, <laughs> but that's essentially what it was. And I know, obviously, so into next gen, they get the ridges. They joke about it a little bit in the time travel episode, tri- um, trials and tri- tribulations, tribulations. Yeah. Where where yeah. Worf goes back and they say, Worf, why do you look like this? And he goes, We don't talk about it. So they they don't really give a good explanation. And I think that's through. DS9, Voyager, and then even I think in Enterprise, they have that classic kind of TNJ look. They have that yeah. those those ridges. The pronounced ridge um, forehead, yeah. Yeah, even though this is before, so Enterprise... Especially they Discovery. Look like they do in TNG. Discovery Klingons are crazy. Yeah, and the Discovery are like Ooh. full, no hair. Um, and I think actually in Discovery Season 2, they say, oh, the war's over, you can grow your hair back out. So they have hair, but they cut it for wartime. Hmm. Um, mm. I don't know. So, okay. So I'm telling you though, the... look at this. That's the main hun bad guy <laughs> from Mulan. That is the guy. That's the Klingon <laughs> from this episode. I swear no, to God. And, well, <laughs> that's, that's yeah. no, but they actually talked about that. So they said they were going for that look. Yeah. Um, okay. So kind of, and I'm, I'm a little spotty on this because I have not seen all of Trek and I don't know all the theories. The, the, I don't know if it's a canon theory or a fan theory, but what I have heard about the theory about Klingons and why they look different is that, um, and I think there are some enterprise episodes about this is that the Klingons looked either how they kind of are in discovery or kind of the wharf Klingon. They look like that, but because they, they start messing around with like genetic, um, altering genetics, um, things like that. So they inoculate themselves or they do it. And then their entire species becomes very human like. So then they look like how they do in the original series. And then over generations, they, it starts to wear off or the DNA mixes. And then that's how we kind of get back to the Klingon look that we know is like, say, like Worf. So that's my understanding of it is like, so in Discovery, they're very full Klingon, very alien. They mess around with some genetic alterations. They look more human-like. And then they kind of, as more generations go on, they look kind of, they try to get back to how they did look. See, so, I could buy that if, see, to me, it, Hmm. With the Klingons being a really warlike race and being very focused on honor and tradition and stuff like that, for them to 
dilute their DNA down or to make themselves look more humanoid, so to speak. Yeah. Seems like it would be going away from that. That yeah, that's kind of that honor and war and just battle runs very deep. Right. Well, off, so no, and, and that's completely right. And I, 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 because again, I have not seen a lot of Enterprise. I think that is a plot in Enterprise, or there's some episodes about that. I think. Um, I mean, obviously we're not there yet. That's a long way off, but if anyone has any information, any fans listening or can explain it better than I just explained it, please let me know. Cause I, or has a better my, theory. Yeah. 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 That's my basic understanding of it. And I think too, is that with the Klingons or the Romulans, Vulcans or whoever it is, you kind of have to look at, you know, humans, humans aren't all white, you know, mm-hmm. like how Vulcans are kind of all white until you get like Tuvok. You know, we have Asian and African-American and, and everything in, in between. And you go, okay, Klingons probably have maybe lighter skin, darker skin. Like even Romulans have different, you know. And so it's like you kind of have to think maybe they just have some Klingons are more ridges than others or more something. I, I don't sure. know. It's like how Romulans and Remans are in uh, Nemesis. Remans are like totally weird and like Crazy bad looking Romulans, yeah. They're very like nocturnal, which is weird. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. All right. So that's a brief, uh, as brief as I can make it, explanation of how the Klingons and what I think I understand about it. But if someone knows, please let me know because that's that's all I got, man. Yeah, and they take such pride in their ridges too. I'm just trying to. Yeah. I keep noodling that through because there was an episode of uh, Next Generation where uh, Alexander is on board with Worf, and in one of his classes, he instead of you know where like when you were a kid and you put your hand in like clay or plaster of Paris or whatever to make an imprint. Oh yeah. They do that with, with Alexander's forehead ridges. That's right. And Worf is like, Oh, this great memento of my son's forehead. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe they say that because they're coming out of the human like, and they're like, no, we need to be proud of our ridges now. Maybe. Yeah, I don't know. It's, it, well, it's a bit we'll, of retcon. Yeah. And we'll have to, we'll have to keep examining it too, as we encounter the changes uh, throughout the series. Yeah. So we'll keep tabs on that. Um, yeah. Okay, so let's dive into this one. I know we've kind of rambled a bit, but let's get into this one. So um, Aaron DeMercy. Okay, so the Enterprise has got um, orders from Starfleet Command that their um, negotiations with the Klingon Empire is basically falling apart. Um, mm-hmm. They were at peace, but then something's going to happen. So they're expecting some sort of either like a surprise attack or something. So they head to a planet called Organia. It's a peaceful M-class planet. Um, it's in a, dis- a disputed area. So you have to remember, too, um, the humans and Romulans have a neutral zone. The Klingons and the humans do not yet. There's some disputed territory, but I guess we're kind of allies. There's no neutral zone yet. Mm-hmm. There is a neutral zone later on in TOS and then the movies. Um but that's about it. Yeah, so, so that's kind of where we're at. Um, so they head to Organia because they want to either like warn them or they want to get there first to say, hey, this is a, you know, the humans want to tell them to get out um, to because the Klingons are coming and then the, they think that the Klingons are going to go there to try and set up shop and like it'll be a strategic thing. Um, so they're in route. Um, a Klingon vessel suddenly attacks them. In the original broadcast, we never see a Klingon ship throughout the entire thing. In the edited up, uh, updated ones, we do see Klingon ships. Um, so uh, a Klingon ship suddenly attacks them. They uh, the Enterprise fires back. They destroy them, I believe. Um, uh, yes. Yeah, they they believe they destroyed them. They couldn't okay. find any remnants. At least they think they do. Yeah, they see debris, but they don't see the ship. 
Which okay. I, I, I was screaming in my brain because I've seen TNG and stuff where they can cloak. I was like, it's cloaked, it's cloaked, it's like blew off some parts. <laughs> no, they don't have a cloak. No. At, least, yeah. at least not yet. Yeah, I don't know yet. when that comes in or if that's ever discussed. I but they do not have a cloak as of right now. No. Yeah. I just remember in TNG especially that was like a big part of their thing was they were all they never knew where these things were. The birds of prey could cloak and just disappear. Well, it's it's like Romulans, and that's the entire plot of Star Trek Six is that a ship can cloak but the Klingons I believe either don't have the technology at this point or it's just they didn't write that into the script yet so only the Romulans have a cloak mm. to the best of my knowledge um, okay so they do that um, Uhura receives a code one alert from Starfleet uh, we are at war with the Klingons Captain Kirk has to go to Organia um, do this now to you know figure some shit out so that's kind of the, how the, 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 the teaser episode or starts um, okay, so they get into orbit of Organia. Kirk and Spock beam down. And this is basically, I think that it's Kirk and Spock the entire rest of the, of the episode. We don't see the Enterprise for, I think, for a while. Um, okay, so they're going to go down. They don't have really much information about them. They're just that they're kind of a peaceful, but that they were like, a, uh, they're pre-warp. They're not technologically advanced. They beam down and they're very kind of like, what time period do you think they would be in from what we see on, on the planet? Um, it looks very <laughs> kind of medieval. Yeah. It is like, like uh, horses and carts kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. I wanted to say very Monty Python and the Holy Grail. Yeah. It's, it's very medieval looking. It's like the thatched roofs on the houses and stuff. Yeah. Okay. Brick, uh, clay and uh, clay and brick construction, that kind of thing. Okay. Yeah. So they beam down and like, no one cares that they're there. And Kirk even says something like, Oh, you think they just have someone beam down all the time? Mm-hmm. Cause they, they, cause in, in Kirk and Spock's mind, they're like, we're the advanced species and they're not that they don't care that we're here. Um, so they look around and they're trying to find someone who's in charge. And that's when they find, uh, Aylborn. Um, yeah. Is that his name? Aylborn. Mm-hmm. He says, welcome. Um, we don't really have anyone in authority, but he says, but I'm the chairman of the council of elders, which wouldn't that make him an authority? Close enough. Yeah. No, or it's a council. I don't know. So yeah, he invites them over. Like they are the authority, but they're, it's not just him. Yeah. I get what you mean. Right. But knowing how the end is, I think he's probably just putting this into terms that Kirk can understand probably. Yeah. Kirk knowing, knowing, knowing what we know after watching the episode. Possible. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. So they go to the council of elders and this is where Kirk starts to be like, look, either like I've looked around, you guys have no weapons. You're completely defenseless. Um, Let us come here. The Klingons are coming. Let us like set up shop. We'll defend you because if the Klingons come, they're going to put you in slave camps and just take over there. You're going to lose your culture, lose your whole way of life. Um, And they keep, they repeatedly say, no, no, we're fine. We, we do not need protection. We can actually protect you if needed, but we don't, but we're fine. And Kirk's like, you guys are idiots. Um, uh-huh. which I was thinking the same thing. Yeah, but see, but then again, to me, I'm like, okay, well, something's up because obviously that's not a normal response. So, like in my head, I'm like, okay, something's up. Something's gonna come down down the the pike later. Um, so they say, okay, we'll we'll discuss it. Kirk and Spock, you kind of go over here. Um, Spock, or I'm sorry, he so Spock kind of walked around and was tricording everything. He's like, I'm gonna tricord the shit out of this place. Yeah. 
he says it's it's an arrested culture. Like there's no advancement. They're kind of yeah, stagnant. Dead stop. Yep. yep. Yeah. So he comes in and he he tells Kirk this. Uh, the council discusses. They're like, nope, we're good. Everything's good. We don't want to have any affiliation. We are perfectly fine if you guys just leave us here alone. Um, so this is when, okay, so the Klingon fleet of the D7 battlecruisers, I like that they have, uh, um, I like that they have the designations. designations. Yes, mm-hmm. that's what I'm mm-hmm. thinking of. It's been a long day. So, <laughs> um, so they arrive and we kind of also see that though, the, the people on the council, like one of the guys says, Oh, the ships have just arrived. And Kirk's like, how do you know that? How do you, you know, know that? that? Yeah. And he's like, Oh, he's just prophetic he's you know you should listen to him um so they know something's up even before they come um so and spock can't even confirm it on on this thing so the enterprise leaves because there's like a dozen ships um and basically this is when so the klingons come they take over the planet um and they decide to hide kirk and spock they put them in some clothes and i like how the clothes that they give them is still like that command gold but in like a like a civilian uniform yeah, like civilian version. I noticed mm-hmm. that too. Yeah, like, oh, I see what he's, he's, is there. He still needs to be in gold. So they're gonna say he's an Organian because he looks like them, and they'll they'll say Spock is a Vulcan uh, merchant who's there, Trader, whatever. Yeah, yeah, he's trading. And actually, I think in the in in this episode they call him Vulcanian and Vulcan. Yeah, they use both, which annoys me to no end. If you're gonna wreck it, do it one way. Yeah. Don't use both. But this is, I think, the last time that they ever call him Vulcanian. It's the last time it's it's, it's used. Holy yeah. <laughs> um, but they do call him both, like in the same sentence. They'll they'll say both, which I think you you probably can. Like I said, people call us American or 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 Terran Earthlings. I don't know. You can, same thing. You're, you're giving me a side eye, like a canon side eye. I see. That. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Right. Yeah, He's if they were referring to different parts of the yeah, if they're referring to a different country or continent on the planet, but yeah, they're referring to the planet itself the and species doing it different whole, ways. Yeah. So I'm like, eh. mm, all right. Anyway, so he's he's a Vulcan. He is a Vulcan. All right. So they provide them that they're basically in hiding. Um, and they give them some fake names, but you know, nothing exciting. Yeah, okay, Mariner so and something else. Yeah. Um, okay, so this is when Core comes in, and. So we see some of the other, the other Klingons, but he's the first like commanding, like big speaking Klingon role. And I believe if you look at the makeup, he's in full makeup. A lot of the other Klingons, like the other actors, are not in much. Yeah, they half asked a lot of them. Yeah. Yeah, they're either maybe like some dark face paint or very minimal face paint, but they're in like a uniform, um, which is like Worf's. They have uh, he has the uh, sash, and mm-hmm. actually that sash that Core wears is the same prop that Worf wears in the first season of TNG. It's the same problem. I didn't know that. Yeah. And uh, Core, the character and the actor from this episode, comes back in a DS9 episode like 30 years later. Mm. So they actually kind of round out his character. was like, that's really cool. Nice callback. Yeah. Right? So I, I like that they can do that with some track. They don't do it a lot, but they do the, like these kind of like small things. Um, okay. So he comes in. Um, all of so okay, Kirk is pretending to be an Organian. All the other Organians are like, "Nope, we're fine. You can come stay here. We're not going to fight you. We're perfectly fine." And Kirk is kind of giving him some lip. And this is when Kor is like, "Oh, some you know some obstacles. I kind of like this, you know, because the rest of you are cowards. We're just 
giving in <laughs> just, to us. Just rolled right over on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, Kirk is a man I can deal with. Um, he'll be their liaison for, you know, Whatever. enslavement or something. Yeah. yeah. So this is or where hope. Kirk and Spock are taken to the Klingons kind of headquarters up in this castle up on the hill, which is a great like stock photo. Yeah. Castle. yeah the the literal, <laughs> yeah. The literal castle on the hill. Yeah. It, it is. With it, uh, yeah, when they cut to that, I was like, "Oh, that's a really bad matte painting." <laughs> Here we go. Great <laughs> stock footage. Uh, <laughs> like, um, okay. Yeah. So they take him there. Uh, Kirk is talking to Kor. Um, Spock comes in and they say, "Oh, Spock just went through our uh, mind scanner, which is supposedly like a interrogation thing. It's very painful." But Spock is like, "So they they got no information from Spock," and Spock's like. No, it was fine. Like, you know, it was uncomfortable, but I, I dealt with it and you did not get anything out of me. <clears throat> so, mm-hmm. yeah, so this is it. So they're, they're kind of free to roam around. They're not really causing any problems or trying to figure some shit out. Um, so this is when Kirk, so basically they're like, we have to stop them. We have to leave, you know, like sabotage them or stop them or do something, something. instead of like, yeah, we can't outright attack them, but we can do something. Um, cause of course Kirk is a, is a soldier. So they decide to attack the, an ammo dump, like a depot at night. So they plan for this. Kirk and Spock are running around. They're squatting. There's probably like some cool, well, yeah. you know, jitsu tumbles in there. And this totally made sense. Cause they're like, okay, why are these people so passive? Oh, they must not realize that they have any chance at fighting back and think that they're just going to be subjugated and there's no point. So we'll do something and show them that they can fight back and then they'll all rally behind us. And I was like, that makes sense. Like, <laughs> that maybe but no, yeah. well, they went bullshit alien species instead. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so they do that. They set off a fuse. Of course we get some great, you know, stock fireworks and you know <laughs> practical effects <laughs> which is great um so they do that kirk tells uh Eilborn that it was them and that they can resist this and of course Eilborn's like no 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 that's violence you can't do violence here we we mm-hmm. don't condone that at all he's like we won't fight back we don't want violence on on any part mm-hmm. um okay so and then uh but I impress a class Kirk and he's just, he keeps saying like, we, you, you don't understand us. You're not like, you don't understand our point of view. And of Kirk, of course, Kirk is like, no, you guys are just not doing anything. Yeah. Kirk's yeah. like, you guys are just way too passive here. Like, yeah, yeah. like do something. Yep. Cause Kirk's a doer. Um, <laughs> and, of, and this is where we learn, of course, core has the council chamber under s- surveillance. So he knows that, you know, Kirk isn't just some citizen and he's causing trouble. Busted. So he, yeah, yeah, they, they weren't very subtle about it, apparently. Um, well, so that plans... the, big, the big blinky light on the wall where the camera <laughs> was, know, that, right. yeah, yeah, it is not subtle, but like, when did they have time to place that? That's that's my question sometime during during a commercial break. Well, I don't know, you can put up one of those ring doorbell cameras pretty fast, it only takes a few minutes, so I don't know. <laughs> yeah, this is the 23rd century, you just stick it somewhere, Boop, all right, camera. Mm-hmm. Uh, command tape. That's that's what it is. Yeah, there you go. Command strips up there on the wall. <laughs> command strips. <laughs> um, all right. So, uh, Core takes Kirk and he wants to put him in the mine thingy to reveal who he is. And of course, um, Eilborn says, like, oh, that's just more violence. He goes, nope, this is Kirk. He's with the Federation and this is his first officer. And this is when Core is like, oh, you're James T. Kirk. Like, we have heard of you. 
which is kind of cool. <laughs> and that really look cool. that Kurt gives, like, are you kidding me right now? Did you really just give me up like that? <laughs> yeah. He's like, you bastards. Mm-hmm. I cannot believe you guys. Oh, and then, of course, Kirk is like, oh, you're so you're on their side now that you just gave me up. So he's he's pissed. But I get Alborn's, you know, either put Kirk through this horrible, painful mind thing and find and find out who he is or just tell him. So I'm like, yeah, I kind of no, get where no Alborn's violence, coming from. No violence, no violence. Yeah. So they're very passive. Oh, and so the, the reason I think this is kind of referred to as like a Vietnam episode is because, again, you've got this neutral planet who doesn't want to be involved with with either party, mm-hmm. but you've got one coming in say, no, no, we're on your side. We'll protect you. Even though we're kind of military asking, you have the other side says, we're just going to take you over. And like, we, we don't want anything to do with either of you because mm-hmm. you both suck. And it's yeah. two power parties coming in. That's true. I can say yeah. that. And that'll come up a bit later towards, towards the end. Uh, okay. So we get a bit more of this. Um, Kirk is given like a certain time frame to answer questions about where Starfleet is, where the ships are at, kind of their, all that kind of stuff. Or, or he'll have to go through this mind thing and basically turn into a vegetable. And then Spock will be dissected to determine um, something, like what he's doing. I don't know. Or how he can resist the thing. That's yeah, how good. he's able to resist the, yeah. the mind he's a thing so well. He can do whatever yeah. he wants. He's a telepath. Yeah. Um, okay, so he says he'll need more than more time to get the information out of him. Um, this is all he's got because they're at war. They want to win. Uh, it's kind of they a throw both in, They throw them both in a cell. Yeah, <laughs> yep. they're in a cell to kind of wait it out. Here, think think um, about it for a little bit. Which is like a weird kind of a dungeon-y stone wall thing. Yeah. Um, it's kind of like if you've ever seen those pictures where the parents like take two kids that are fighting and put them in a giant shirt that says this is our get along shirt. <laughs> That's basically what they did. They're like, here, you guys need to sit until you guys get along. And they're like, ah, it's not going to happen. <laughs> Essentially. Um, yeah, so they're in there. And of course, they're trying to plan to escape. The door suddenly opens and it's Elborn. And they're like, what did you do with the guard? He's like, I didn't, I didn't do anything with the guard. He's like, let's go. Or we're taking you out. And Kirk says, oh, now you're back on our side. And Elborn's like, no, we don't want violence. We know that if you stay, you will be killed. So we do not want violence. We're helping you escape now. So they're on no one's side. They're on their side, on, on their own side. So he helps them escape. Um, they do that. So they, they still don't completely trust him. Um, but he doesn't really have much of a choice. So... Um, I think from here then, then core is, is told that they escape. He's like, well, what happened to the guard? He goes, well, nothing happened to him. He just doesn't know. Like they turn the corner and they're just gone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like, so you kind of get the feeling something's up. Like the Organians can do something. Um, they just weren't there or something. Yeah. Um, so core so is mass murder. Yeah. So he gives special occupation order four. Which is to uh, round up people. civilians and kill 200 yeah. of them. Pretty much. Yeah. And then 200 so, more at every two hour interval until they get what they want. Yeah. So, okay, if this is special occupation order four, what are the first three? Like, are they more murdery or are they less murdery? <laughs> I know, right? Yeah. This is, how, this is how you burn down villages and plunder and, I don't know. <laughs> Rape and pillage, yeah. basically. Yeah. Um, but I like that they have special occupation orders, not like a standard order. It's just when we occupy things, and it's special. It is special. <laughs> yeah, there's that. Um, yeah, so they kill 200 people, um, and the, yeah, every two hours until the Federation spies are returned. 
Okay, so Kirk plans a suicide assault on Kor's um, castle in the on the hill, and the Arganians are like, "Nope, we're we're not going to allow this because um, or they do ret- they give them back their phasers because they they took had taken their phasers initially." Um, uh, Darkness falls. Kirk and Spock are, and, and and this is when Spock says, "Oh, the odds of us surviving are, I want to say it's like two thousand something to I one." I said seven thousand something to seven, one, maybe. Which is funny because he he did he gave the same like or a, a, a statistic it, of how it was them, very exact yeah yeah kind of the same thing from the, the last episode, um so they do that they have their phasers they shoot some Klingons they do a, a good stunt fall, um apparently hmm. the security on this castle is not very good, <laughs> it, it just isn't, um so they do that um. So yeah, and they they storm the castle. They get through, and there's a point where Spock says, "I'm surprised we haven't got this far." Um, mm-hmm. But so they finally get to them in the council chamber, and Kirk is in there. Spock is in there. And they start like trying to fight and all this stuff. And this is when, um, uh, sorry, what's going on? So they so yeah, all the troops come in, and this is when uh, Elborn and all the Organians come in. And they say, we're not doing this. Like, we're going to have to stop all this violence. And they keep trying to either hit each other or do something, but, like, their their weapons are too hot. They can't even touch each other because they get these, like, really strong sensations of pain and heat. So they can't even do anything. Um, and I think this is when the Enterprise comes back, too, or they hear from the Enterprise, and they say, oh, all of our ships everywhere, we can't fire, we can't do anything. It's, like, it's too hot. We can't touch anything. Yeah. So this is when the we can't start. go near the panels. We can't do anything. Yeah, totally. Yeah. So we're like, okay, something's definitely up. So this is when the Organians, um, Elborn states like, oh, and he's standing there and he says, now I am speaking to all the ships, all the homeworlds, Earth and Kronos. And Kirk's like, no, you're not. He goes, no, I'm projecting myself like to all these things. I'm everywhere at once. Yeah. Yeah. So he basically says, we will not let you do uh, fight you have to uh, figure this out and or we're gonna we're going to interfere and not let you do this and because it's just it's it's violence and i think it's funny and this is where we get core and uh, kirk kind of agreeing they're like we have the right you can't interfere with us which is ironic because they were trying to interfere with the organians and they do that all the fucking time with interfering with all these other c- cultures mm-hmm. um and Born's like, oh, you have the right to go murder millions of people? And they're like, well, we have a right to have our differences and figure this out. And and Kirk gets like very passionate about it too. Um about having you know being yeah, in he says that he's like he's like, but basically you're defending your right to mass murder. And he's like, uh and he doesn't really have a response for it, if I remember. <laughs> like, he kind of just sorry. Uh, it, yeah. it really reminded me of two kids being scolded by a parent. Like, no, you don't get to fight. And they're like, but but we want to. Yeah, no, exactly. And, but the Organians are completely, you know, right. Um, and so at this point, I think this is when they start to dissolve into, they're like this pure energy light creatures. Um, they, and, and this is when they also say, oh, we only created physical forms. We only created this world so that you could understand it. So that's why our culture looked stagnant. That's why it was like this like medieval thing. Um, so oh, you guys, because you're so primitive, you you can understand it. Yep. Um, the puny little brains have to comprehend what's going on. Puny minds. 
Mm-hmm. All right. Let me wrap this up yeah, so you guys can stop listening to me ramble. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, well, no, then, they, then, then they turn into energy. They're like, here's our true form. Bring. We're non-corporeal. Wow, look, watch this great special effect. Yeah. And then, yeah, Kirk just turns to Kor and he's like, well, it's a shame. I guess we're not going to war. And he's like, yep, it was a shame. It would have been glorious. And I'm like, yeah, the Huns. Standard Klingon <laughs> response. Klingon response, yep. It would have been today a is it, to today die. is a good day to die. <laughs> exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so they go back to the Enterprise. Kirk admits to Spock about being embarrassed, but he's also mad at the Organians from preventing the war, even though he didn't want the war. Um, and then Kirk says, "Oh, you know, we often think of ourselves as the most powerful in the universe," which, and he says, "It's unsettling to find out that they aren't." Which I would think by now that they know they're not between Trelane and the Metrons. I'm like, there's a lot of other yeah. people that are uh-huh. way smarter than than you are. This is easily the fifth or sixth of these like godlike races that are super powerful. I'm like, and this is the first okay. season. We're gonna find more. There's like the one with Apollo and a lot of other ones. So like this mm. this does not go away. Well, and then uh, TNG starts off with it too. Like we're yeah, immediately introduced Q. to Q. Yeah, you're right. Which is a DC Fontana episode. Yep. <laughs> um, so then I, uh, Spock points out, like, well, even gods had to come from somewhere. They didn't just become gods overnight. You know, it takes thousands, if not millions of years to evolve to that. Um, he says, oh, at least we beat the odds of dying. And then Kirk says he's wrong. They didn't have a chance to beat the odds because the Organians raided the game. Like, it was a fixed game from the start. They weren't going to, mm-hmm. nothing's going to happen. Um, was gonna, what the end result it was, was going to be. stack deck, yeah. yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Um, but yeah, okay. That's my, I've, I've talked for 30 minutes. Um, <laughs> that's, that's how the episode ends. So basically, I mean, this is where we get, um, I'm guessing there's going to be like a neutral zone or some sort of agreement. They can't go to war. My only criticism is like, how long can the Organians prevent them from doing anything? Like, are they just, you know, for infinity, be like, nope, you can't fight. Well, and that's the thing. So they, they created a fake planet to make, like, have other people understand it. But then they only, like, they only, embar- like, or what do you call it? They only enforced their rules in the area of their planet. Like, if you're that powerful and you're able to go to Earth and go to their home worlds and stuff like that, but they're not stopping all of the races from fighting it all the time. They just made a fake planet and made fake bodies. And then when anybody who came there isn't allowed to fight. Yeah, it's interesting because this episode takes place in 2265, mm-hmm. but the Kitimer Accords that ended the war between the Federation and the Klingons wasn't signed until the until 2293. So, 30 years? Yeah, it took almost 30 years after this episode for them to uh, finally come to peace. So well, it was kind of a it's cold kind of war. Weird. Yeah, like, yeah. They weren't it, it was a very like we haven't had contact with them for forever kind of thing and. Yeah, well, because even in, like, Search for Spock and other things, like, they encounter the Klingons, and they kind of encounter, like, these rogue Klingons. Like, yeah, it's kind of a Cold War. Yeah. 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 And I don't, I, back kind of back to Dave's point, I don't think it was a fake planet. It was an actual planet, but I think kind of the the the, the village and the, the scenario and how they looked well, was kind of faked and done that, So, I, I so think. do they actually live on that planet? or Like, they make it sound like they don't live anywhere. They just kind of created the physical representation for them to see. I so think like, they I think they created that so that our brains could comprehend like, oh, you live on a planet. You have to go there. But, but yeah, the, I think but, the planet existed. 
Well, okay, but in, let me put it this way. They, they had, like, borders. They had a certain area of influence that they were influencing, but they made it seem like their influence extended a lot further than that. They were just choosing not to affect anything that wasn't near this planet. Yeah, but I think, too, it's like, you know, we, okay, as Americans, yeah, we, we put our nose in shit all the time, but do we go to every country and, like, rule all of them and control all of them? No. But I think with, with, with them, with the Organians, they're just like, look, we're going to kind of keep to ourselves. If you happen to come to us and your shit gets in our, our door, then we will intervene. Otherwise, mm. you guys figure this out. Go for it. I guess. Which is, like, is kind of like... Q Q doesn't actively do stuff. He kind of meddles, but they're not like rigging the universe. And he typically well, yeah, undoes whatever. But he makes a specific point when he's like, "Oh, I'm talking to the people on the ships." He even says, "I'm talking to Earth and whatever the Klingon planet is." Like, what is burns. the name of the Klingon planet? Come on, what David. Fuck if I know. <laughs> Klingonsville. I don't know. <laughs> Kronos. It's it. Klingy. They live Kronos. in Klingy. Oh. <laughs> you're you're a Kling, uh, Klingonian. 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 No, they are from uh, Kronos. From Klingolia. I don't know. Klingolia. <laughs> um, yeah. So that's kind of it. Uh, Dave, what's your Davometer feelings on this one? Uh, I don't think there was nearly <laughs> enough positives to save this one. This is getting like a three point really? five on the Davometer. Wow. Okay. Interesting. Okay. Phil? Um, it was definitely a little better for me. Um, just with the first the first encounter with the Klingons kind of thing and yeah. uh, introducing them into the universe. Uh, it, just knowing what kind of plot stuff it gives us later and uh, how Klingons get incorporated into the series. It's, it's a good foundational episode. Um, right. You just kind of have to get past the makeup stuff and all the, yeah. the little things. But yeah, it, it was a pretty good episode for me. I like Core as a character, so yeah. Yeah, and I agree. I'm I'm with Phil. I think this is definitely he's, he's good got f- that traditional Klingon like fight to the death, battle, go to war, be oh, glorious. Yeah. Oh yeah, glorious victory, and yeah. So. Yeah, and I think uh, this is definitely a foundational episode. Like uh, again, if you if you need a top five TOS to kind of know what Star Trek is, this is probably probably in there or maybe top 10 just yeah. to kind of know what's going on. Um, yeah, no, is, is, is the makeup best and does it really represent a Klingon? No, but that's budget and time in the sixties. It's just, and and it's, it's not good. Don't, don't ever put people in a brown face, black face, unless you're doing like, you know, prosthetics and makeup and stuff. This was just, I mean, it is what it is, I guess. Mm-hmm. So, um, but I, I, I enjoyed it. I like, I, I think the Organians might've been a bit of a cop out to like, Oh, we can't do a big war maybe for budget things, but like, eh, we're just going to kind of neutralize all that. And let's add this other godlike species into the mix with everyone else. Well, yeah, and, and at the time Trek had just been renewed for a second, se- a second season. So yeah. they also had story arc. They had needed to start thinking about like, Oh crap, we're actually creating a universe here. So if we put the Klingons at war with us, with the Federation, what does that spell for the second and possible future seasons? So I think that might've been in their head as well. Oh yeah, absolutely. It's not just a, it's not just a one-off story. This could be coming, have to become a major plot point in the future. Yeah. Oh yeah. And cause we're coming to the end of the season. So yeah. 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 Finally. <laughs> Someone's excited. Had to, get that, had to get that jab in there. <laughs> Today in curmudgeon corner. Let's get this yeah. damn season over with. 
<laughs> that's that's going to be a thing now. I know <laughs> we're teasing you about it, but it's going to be a thing now. Oh, I'll yeah. find something. Don't worry. <laughs> cool. Okay. Um. Yeah. I, I I like this one. I you know I'm because like like we we kind of talked about it in our last episode with you know. Um, losing some people in the Trek universe. And I know there's a ton of people that hate, like people rip on the discovery writers all the time for what discovery is. And like, it's not track, it's not track. And I'm like, I'm kind of having a, a, um, a revitalization of loving Trek, even though I know it could be awful at times and it's, you know, people in brown face, but I still love a Trek. Um, and you make fun of me for it, which is fine. Mm-hmm. I don't screw you guys. Well, um, screw you guys. Yes, I do. Home. Yeah, but I still love it. So I, I did enjoy this one. Um, yeah, that's it. Um, anything else you guys want to say about the Klingons in this one? Yep. Yep. No, I think all my points were made. Yeah. We beat this dead horse pretty good. Let's beat it. Yeah. Um, cool. Well, we hope everyone had a good holiday. Um, we're, we're still putting it. I think, yeah, we're still putting out two episodes a week. Um, we're thinking about what else we can do. Um, David, I'll, I'll hand it off to you, man. All right. Well, yeah, send us an email at nerdtrekpodcast at gmail.com. You can send us hate mail or love mail. Tell us what we're doing right. Tell us what we're doing wrong. Tell us what mistakes we made because we know we're making them. Um, you can go to nerdtrekpodcast.com and check out our website there. That has links to all of our social medias like our Facebook and our Instagram and our Twitter and things like that. Uh, definitely interact with us there and there too. We love comments. We love to see that stuff and, and interact with our, our few fans. We seem to have a few, but dedicated, uh, fans who seem to, to listen to us. So, and then go to any one of the podcasts presenting companies, either Apple podcasts or Stitcher, or, uh, we're on all of them pretty much and give us a five-star rating and review. We'll go ahead and read those reviews on the air. If you do it, I promise. Cause we have almost none. Uh, so we'll be excited when we get them and it'll be a big deal. So yeah, that's, that's pretty much that. Cool. All right. Well, thank you for joining us on this one. Um, coming up next is a uh, shit. I lost my list. What is next? <laughs> it's that really bad one. Isn't it annihilation or, uh, no next one. I think is city on the edge of forever. No, there's one uh, before altern- that. alternative factor and then it's, I think is next. Uh, I thought it was. Hold on, give me like oh, two seconds and I'll right. pull this up. That's right. Because it's the I one that's not real. Yeah, yeah alter- alternative factor. Alternative get factor. Our first, we get our first parallel universe episode. Ooh, I'm kind of excited for that. Yeah, it's yeah. it is not rated very well on IMDb, uh-huh. so I'm I'm I think I kind of need like a shore leave one to cut. I can just shit on, <laughs> but like nicely because I still love Trek. So. <laughs> very um, very cordially of course appropriately <laughs> cordially yes. i was cord- it's it's like a mr hanky <laughs> so if anyone knows what that is Hi-do. Hi-do. Uh, <laughs> all right well thank you for listening to the nerd truck podcast um enjoy your holidays we got well we're gonna keep doing this so as long as phil can hang in there till tng i count on me i'll find it from somewhere We'll persevere and overcome. You can do it. All right. Well, thank you for joining us. Uh, We'll catch you guys in the next one. Thanks, everybody. Bye, everyone. Bye.